You're listening to Smash the Bottom Line with Maddie Brown. Well, this is Maddie Brown with Smash the Bottom Line, and I am very excited today to have a self-professed serial entrepreneur visit with us about what she's doing in the world, and she is Melinda Whitstock. She is the owner of a couple of different companies, and I'm going to let her tell you about those companies and decide how we can best serve you today. I'm really excited to to hear about Melinda's success strategies. So, Melinda, tell us tell us a little bit about how you got started in business and how you how you got to where you are today. Oh, hey, Maddie. Thank you, first of all, for having me on your show and excited and grateful to be here. And let's see, how did I get started? Man, you know, I think some people just have an entrepreneurial gene. Um, and I didn't know what an entrepreneur was when I was six years old and I went door to door um, in my neighborhood demanding prepayment from all the neighbors for my show, okay? <laughs> and I guess I, I kind of showed up at their doorstep, and I, I was smart enough. I don't know where I got this idea that you know, they should prepay, um, but I, I kind of knew that. And uh, and I also had my black lab with me, um, you know, just to back me up, you know, give me a little bit of confidence. Um, and I remember asking my father, hey, where can I get 100 shares? He's like, what? <laughs> Because I sold, like, I made, like, a hundred bucks, right, as a six-year-old. And it's, I'm kind of ancient. This was a while back. And uh, and we, and literally, like, he had to get a whole bunch of card table chairs, and we set it up, and people showed up, and, like, I did my show. Wow. Um, and so these things are, I don't know what it is, just this, this, this thing where you have an idea. A lot of people have ideas. A lot of a lot of people have really, really good ideas. But I think what makes an entrepreneur is you're prepared to execute on that idea, to do what it takes to make that idea, you know, real, that you have a purpose and passion about it, that it's like really in alignment with why you're here on the planet. You want to solve other people's problems. And usually other people's problems are a problem that you yourself have experienced, right? Yeah. Um, and so really my kind of career took off from there. I've been lots of things. I, you know, I'm an award-winning journalist. I joined the Times of London when I was 22, and I was a business correspondent, and I learned a lot as I wrote stories, mergers and acquisitions, and a financial result. I got to interview people like Steve Jobs, um, and, you know, it was an amazing experience. And, uh, you know, I was a media correspondent. I was writing about a new thing called the Internet. And I just developed this real expertise in that area. And, you know, was always very enterprising. So, so I was like, hey, well, why don't I create a TV show? I had this idea to create a TV show. And so then I approached the Financial Times and CNBC, and I created a business television show. I uh, grew that to a massive audience in, in Europe and Asia. Um, moved from there to the BBC as a television news anchor, and it wasn't before long before I had another idea for a show that I created and grew to an audience of 20 million people. Um, so I, I've always had this kind of enterprising uh, gene, right? Um, and yeah. also a love for content and a love for really connecting people around story, around uh, 
you know, because I always think that the great content is actually conversation. And this is something that, that has run through all my businesses. So I've had a series of them, Serial Entrepreneur. Um, one of the big ones was Capital News Connection that I grew to a team of 50 people. We uh, were heard by 3 million people across the country on radio and TV stations. We won lots of Murrow Awards. It was a political news agency. And while I was there, I started to get more and more interested in technology, in particular wow. crowdsourcing. Um, and I created an app in 2007, grew it to 3 million people in eight months. It was one of the first crowdsourcing apps, thing called Ask Your Lawmaker, that let any citizen in the country ask any questions they wanted of their lawmaker in Congress. And our journalists went and got those questions answered. So it was like an interactive app. And really, the, the, the technology bug bit me then, and I have always been fascinated by where technology and content and, and connection and like meaningful relationships meet. Um, and so long story short, Verifeed, one of my companies now, is a social intelligence platform. What that actually means is that we understand a lot, like our humans and our algorithms understand a lot about people from what they share in their social media conversations. Right, and so at in any given day on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, wherever, people are talking about their hobbies, you know, their problems, their issues, you know, things they have in common. And this data is very useful in being able to understand and qualify who your customers are. Moreover, it's very helpful in being able to know enough about them that you can really personalize the experience when you come to interact with them to really grow engagement around a brand or a business or a cause, um, you know enough about them. Not to be creepy, but to just make what you're producing relevant to them. Ask them questions that, are, that show that you care about them so you can show up and be a lot more authentic. And with Verify, we, because the technology can be used for good as well as bad, um, and I'm a goody tissue, I love big social impact to improve the world. So we only work with people who are really conscious and wanting to do something good to improve the world. So that's Verifeed. And um, I could go on. I've done lots of things. I'm old. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. You're, you're seasoned. <laughs> seasoned. I like that. I like seasoned, too. You know, it's interesting when you were, when you were talking. When I was um, five, six, seven, I was a person that went around to all of the stables and wondered if I could saddle soap their saddles so that I could buy hay for my horse. Oh, that's so, so that you see, I think kids, I think a lot of kids actually have an entrepreneuring enterprising spirit, but I think, and this is just my opinion, right? But I think a lot of the school system and just the way our society is organized, tends to train that out of them. Mm. So they can be obedient and like fit into current structures and whatnot. And I think we're, we're training our kids wrongly. And I think that's beginning to change in the education system, certainly in some quarters. But for kids to be able to graduate from school with a growing sense of confidence, they can be resilient, they can do hard things, they can come up with solutions for things and think outside of the box is how best to prepare them for how the economy is changing. Because, like, honestly, everybody has to be entrepreneurial now. Well, 
Yes, and and most one of the one of the most frustrating things that I've dealt with in my profession as a CPA is that schools do not prepare people to be business owners. Oh no, they don't at all. I so agree with you. <laughs> and so you have to go and fix that for everybody, right, Maddie? I mean, <laughs> well, you know, people people know what they know how to do, and they do that very well. But when it comes to managing their money and business planning, they have very little skill set to take them where they need to go. And you are correct. Everyone here, it depends upon selling their services or their business product to another person. Without a bit, without a sale, there are there is no business. And and schools do a a pitiful job of preparing people for that business requirement and making sales and being a successful business owner. So if you had to pick two or three characteristics that were key for you to be successful in all the things that you've done, what would you say those things were? Oh, goodness. Well, you know, it really begins with mindset. Um, and I've become more and more sophisticated in this area over time. You know, it started out for me as just, you know, believing in positive thinking. And then it evolved a lot more because you can be thinking positively, but underneath all of that subconsciously, you can have a lot of limiting beliefs, right? Inherited in so many different ways. I mean, you know, from whatever you experienced, like the money story that you, you took on and the meaning you put on all those times that your parents were arguing about money or if you had any challenges in that way or what, what, whatever beliefs that you have about how deserving or not you are or all of that. We, all of those things we take on as children and it, it comes from television. You know, it comes from social media. It comes from the education system, our parents everywhere. And we all have, millions of these memories and millions of these thoughts, and they can often serve as counter intentions that interfere with that positive thinking and law of attraction and all these things that are, are very much in vogue um, without being able to, to, to clear those out and away, people can get stuck um, doing the same thing effectively and expecting different results. So at the end of the day, when anyone is having money issues or, or team issues or issues in any area of their business that's a challenge, the first thing to do is look inside. It all starts with you. And I mean, I know this personally because I've spent years retiring some of these things within myself as well. And I've gotten to the point now where instead of, for instance, a task list of like to-dos in my day, I have an intentions list, and I think about what the result I want at the end of the day, at the end of the week, at the end of the month, and I imagine it and visualize it completed. I feel genuinely the gratitude when I'm visualizing this of having done it, and then I release it, and I look for inspiration about the how, and so that when I am taking action, I know my priorities, right, and so then I can take focus, massive action in only the things that are going to provide me leverage. 
And, and these things really connect very, very profoundly for me um, in, in, my, in my business. We all can so easily get stuck in the busy work and, and, and never progress. We're busy, we're working hard, but we're not getting anywhere. And that's, that's the thing that really needs to change for most people. Yeah. You said something that I really find interesting, and I, I would like you to give some examples of setting an intention on a daily basis. What, yeah. what, what, is, what does that mean? How do you, how do, you do that? Yeah, and so, uh, I mean, it could be something as simple as, I mean, you say it as it happens. So, you know, I have a million-dollar run rate. <laughs> yeah. I'm so grateful. I'm so happy I have a million-dollar run rate, right? Okay? I am so grateful that all my customers are really happy with what I delivered today. Um, right? Um I am so excited that my podcast hit a half a million downloads. Yeah. <laughs> like whatever it is, right? Like, you know, I am so grateful that I am fit and healthy and I feel great. I'm so grateful that just by being who I am, people want to work with me. Like, yeah. I mean, there are loads of them, but, but the, the, the clue is to be able to say them as if they've already happened. Mm-hmm. Right, and what's interesting is when you go through this process, if you're new to this, often you'll say something like that out loud or to yourself, and then just as quickly as you say it, you know you have a counter intention or a block. If seconds later you say, "Oh, but you know, I didn't think that," well, like that, oh yeah, like that's gonna happen or <laughs> whatever, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you if you're literally like choking as you're saying something like that, you know that there's something that needs to be let go of. And I think at that point, and most of us have that, I know when I started down this path, I had all that kind of, and, you know, in those moments, it's always good to say, oh, how interesting. This is showing me something about myself that I don't need. And it doesn't even matter where it came from. You don't have to be an investigative journalist like I used to be to go figure it out. You can easily just say, hey, I don't need this anymore. This isn't serving me. How interesting that I feel this. But, you know, Hmm. I don't. I don't need this. Yeah. Um, this is just a memory. It's just a belief. It's nothing more. It's not me. That is. That is awesome. If you had, um, who have been some key people in your life that you have that you have followed and um, learned from? Oh gosh, what a wonderful question! Because I think we don't get anywhere unless we have great mentors and coaches. And one of the hardest things for women in particular in business is to ask for help. We spend a lot of time in our businesses kind of doing the proverbial cleaning the house so before the housekeeper comes. And that's exactly the wrong way <laughs> to go about it. I've made a great effort to make sure that I was in masterminds and I was surrounding myself with people that knew more than I did at all times in all different areas of my life. Um, you know, even even at the point of looking for someone on LinkedIn or something, well, who's the best person that you can find uh, that does that thing? And uh, find them on LinkedIn, say, hey, how do you do that? Like, I mean, literally. <laughs> You'd be surprised because people who are really successful, they, they feel really flattered. They want to help, right? They they want to give back or give forward or whatever, right? So, so I think I've had different mentors at different 
phase of my life. I struggled in my early life because there weren't very many female mentors around. There, there weren't, I mean, there just weren't um, um, at, at sort of the higher levels. Um, but yeah, there's so many. Um, and, and right now, I feel like I'm very blessed. I'm, I'm in a wonderful mastermind group called the Unicorn Club. And it's for women that have seven, eight, and nine-figure businesses. And all these women, what was really funny is that we're all there, and every single one of us felt on some level like we didn't belong. And we all ended up confessing. <laughs> and I was like, here we are. Like, we're in this thing. And, and what was really funny is I remember I was having these feelings like, oh, gosh, like, really? Like, I, I'm here. I'm with these women. This is, like, amazing. Um, like it's women like JJ Virgin and Lisa Sasevich and Christy Whitman. That's like, wow, these are some of my heroes. And suddenly I'm in the same room in the same group and I had to kind of get like, wow, really? Um, and then what was really interesting is to hear from them that they were having the same feelings. It's like, yeah. wow. So even at that level, it never really quite goes away. It's like all relative. Um, I've been blessed to, I have a wonderful, um, I've had always wonderful investors in my business and I have one in particular, uh, right now who's just so supportive. Um, and, and everything that I've done or intend to do, he's done before me, God knows how many times. I mean, he's built and sold six of his own companies for, you know, high nine figures and, um, He's had all kinds of his own failures, but tremendous success as well. And the ups and downs and a very advanced and like mindset and like everything, like just having people around you and done that and, and a diversity of them and being able to ask them questions, being in a coaching group, being in a mastermind group, being, you know, it's vital. Like if you're not doing that, Oh my God, I, nothing really worked for me until I, I realized in business anyway, in terms of growing a business or scaling it, nothing worked until I really took on a bunch of different groups. Yeah. Um, um, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, there are millions, millions of businesses in this country and less than 4% of those businesses are seven-figure businesses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that is a very small percentage. And the other thing that I have always found true is you generally, your income is the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Oh, yes, that's true. And it's not just your income. I mean, that's true. Uh, same thing with your mindset. But, yeah, it's definitely true of your income, it's true of your mindset, it's true of your health, it's true of all of those things. So you've got to choose carefully where you invest your time and your energy and your brain power. Yes, you do. I, it's so, so vital. I mean, I think it's interesting, too. You know, I'm talking a lot about women because, you know, my, my own podcast is, is aimed at women entrepreneurs and, and women who want to become entrepreneurs. And over the years, and I was thinking, I, my episode is like episode 192 or 3 or something like that today. And I, you see these patterns for what makes a successful 
female entrepreneur. And almost in all cases, they, well, no, not almost, entirely in all cases, they understand leverage. They know how to ask for help. They know how to focus their efforts on specific things of leverage that will make a big difference. They ask for help. They hire earlier. They figure out systems. They, they, they think like owners instead of doers. And in every case, every single one of us has had to figure out how to get out of that doing because it's so natural for us to want to do everything and be all, please everybody, keep everybody's drinks full, you know, be the hostess of the hostess. And so many women end up burning out doing that. They create a job for themselves, but not the systems to be able to scale that into, into something else. The other thing that all these women had in common, and, and most men too, is that they are in mastermind groups. They do have coaches. They are actually investing in themselves, not only their own education, business education, networking, whatever you want to call it, but they're also investing in their own self-care. Like they're going and sitting in the float tank or getting massage or going for the walk in the woods, um, taking those moments, quiet time to really to prioritize, getting out of the busy work, working on their business instead of in it. That, you know, those are, those are all great, great things that, um, clear the path for you to achieve the results that you really want to achieve. Absolutely. And I mean, I think it's so interesting on the financial side of things with money. I mean, you were mentioning that with the education system, they don't train kids about income. Like most kids have never heard of something like passive income. Muslims don't even understand debt or what types of debt are good and what types of debt are bad. <laughs> right? Like, you know, none of those things. And in fact, most business owners, even at the seven-figure level, eight-figure level are often, you know, their business is fueling their lifestyle. The more they succeed in business, the more their lifestyle demands kind of increase the more they have to take out of their business or the more their business has to and they get trapped because they're not taking enough to invest in like passive income. And, and this is true, not just of ordinary people, you know, you know, when I say ordinary, I just mean like non-entrepreneurial <laughs> civilians, right? Um, this is true of them, but it's also true of a lot of entrepreneurs who don't even get the personal finance part, right? You know, it's, it's interesting and I see a lot of behind-the-scenes information and the accounting and the bookkeeping work that we do. And it's amazing how many seven-figure businesses do not retain that kind of money on the bottom line. And right. yeah. is, what's interesting is they have the same problems when they're making seven figures that they had when they were making five figures. And the numbers and the size of the problem just escalates as you grow, unless you do the personal work that has to go with that money mindset so that you can really achieve financial freedom and success and be comfortable with where you are. 
And so, yeah. many, so many people um, struggle even when they get to the seven-figure mark. And so it, it takes a certain mindset and an understanding of how the energy of money works in order to really create what you want for results. Right. Well said. It's absolutely true. And the time to start is not when you're at seven figures. You know, the time to start is when you're just starting to lay the foundations correctly. And it's so great that you help people do that, Maddie. It's like really important work. Well, I I have a lot of people that say, I'm not ready for an accountant. I'm not ready for a CPA. I need to grow more. And, and really, when you're getting started is when you need the most help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, no, and, it's true. People make rookie mistakes, even on things like legal things, like not having their, you know, not creating a an LLC or not understanding, yeah, tax. Like there's so many different things. Yeah. Yeah, there is. So when you when you work with clients, what do you do? Tell us a little bit about who you work with and how you help them. Oh, wonderful. Okay, so there's two different areas of work that I do. So one of them is um, a program I have called Wings of Success. And this is aimed primarily at female entrepreneurs, although we do have some men in this as well. Just like I learned a lot from men all the way through my career, I think men can learn from very successful women entrepreneurs as well. But it is aimed aimed primarily at women because all of the coaches are women. And I brought together 60 of the top female entrepreneurs in this country um, to all create lessons from mindset to mojo and money. Um, All we're talking about, about how to, you know, obtain financial freedom and passive income, but changing our relationships with money, how to build a personal brand, how to grow your influence. You know, the, the legal piece, the, all the different areas, like how to fundraise for your business, like all the different areas that you would need at different phases, how to attract great clients, how to close the deal, um, so many of these things. And so all 60 of us have created these video lessons. And I launched this originally as a summit. It still is a summit. It is an evergreen summit product. And what's amazing about it is it's actually free. Um, if you sign up for it, it's called wingssummit.com. And if you sign up for this, um, you can kind of live stream the content over a five-day period, although that's kind of overwhelmed because there's so much of it. It's like a massive over-deliver. And so we suggest that the easiest thing to do is just invest in download access to all the content. And uh, it's not expensive. It's like a night cost of a nice dinner out. Um, and then over on top of that, the summit, and the summit runs kind of perennially, like evergreen, you know, whenever you want to find up for it. And I'm always, uh, uh, you know, just kind of updated it and added, like, a lot of great content to it. And on top of that, you can upgrade and do group coaching so that um, myself, and um, my kind of extensive uh, mentor referral network can help you implement everything you're learning from Wings of Success 
and also provide like the business family that you truly need to succeed. You know, the people who are going to support you and encourage you and give you that feeling of safety as they call you on your stuff (laughs) and make you accountable to succeeding. And my goal with the group coaching is to get women to a million dollars or more in revenue profitably. So those are the people that I'm really looking for, people who are in the five figures, six figures who really want to make it to seven um, in that group coaching. I also do one-on-one coaching. And, you know, one-on-one coaching on the, the female entrepreneur side of things, I work with women at all different areas, you know, like everything from, um, and this is where my Verifeed expertise comes into it, they're like, how do you your thought leadership and your personal brand and, you, you know, your marketing and sales funnels and all of that sort of stuff. I'm kind of a genius with that. But I also really end up focusing on the mindset um, because that's where everybody needs help. And then um, when people need very specific help, I do a lot of referrals, win-win-wins to people in my in my network. So, you know, Maddie, when I have people who are struggling with some of the money things, I say, hey, I know a great woman, Maddie Brown, you gotta, you got to go work with her. <laughs> so that's kind of how that whole wing thing works. And a little bit on my mission there, because it's to clarify, I really, you know, my intention is to create and catalyze an ecosystem where women in particular show up to help each other meaningfully. Like, not like, you go, girl, but I mean, really, like, meaningful introductions, connections, um, you know, through to mentoring each other, obviously, throwing business to each other, but also investing in each other. And so the wings of success, all those products are aligned in that way with affiliate marketing and more, so everybody that's participating is getting passive income from it, is getting, like, lead generation from it with qualified leads. Like, I'm throwing business to them, and they're throwing business to me. So it's very much as a business model aligned with my mission. So that's that's wings, and and it's it's growing. There's a lot of stuff in the roadmap, including really high-ticket, mastermind and epic experiences all over the world for high-performing entrepreneurs. And, you know, whatever level you're at, there is definitely something for you. So I'm excited about that. Um, and on the Verifeed side, I mean, again, it's, it's really about your social media. It's about working and engaging people, the right people, so you can get, uh, you can turn happy customers into your sales force virally, you know, online. And so. It's a mix of um, our technology and our humans uh, going to work for you on that. Okay, awesome. So you said that it was wingsummit.com. Yes, that's right, wingsummit.com. Okay. How, if, if they want to get in touch with you and get more information, how would they go about doing that? Okay, so there's a couple of different ways. Um, that you can help me test out my new chat bot. Um, so if you go to melindawings.com, melindawings.com, you'll kind of connect with me on Facebook Messenger that way through a chat bot, and you can obviously get through to me personally too. And then I'm everywhere on social media as well. So on Facebook, um, my public figure page is I am Melinda Wistock. And on LinkedIn, I'm Melinda Whitstock. On Instagram, I'm Melinda Whitstock 2020. And on Twitter, I'm Melinda Wing. 
And you can check out my website at melindawitstock.com and Verifeed at verifeed.com. Okay. And what about your podcast? Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I forgot to mention my podcast. That's just criminal. So it's called Wings of Inspired Business. And it's everywhere where you can get your um, your podcasts on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Uh, yeah, I think that's all of them. So, <laughs> so um, and we appreciate people checking it out on iTunes in particular because I want to I want more women to discover the podcast. So. If you're kind enough to go to wingspodcast.com slash iTunes and listen to it there, download as many episodes as you can and leave a review, that helps us up the iTunes algorithm so more people can find us. I would really appreciate that. Okay. Awesome. Well, we've been talking with Melinda Whitstock about success and how she got to where she's going. Her podcast is awesome, and I encourage you to check that out. And you can look at her summit at wingsummit.com. And I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to talk with our audience. And if you have questions for me, you can always reach me at maddie at smashingnumbers.com. And thank you, Melinda, for taking the time today to talk to us. It's been awesome. Well... It was wonderful to be with you, Maddie. And everybody, when you go check out Wings of Inspired Business, look for the episode with Maddie Brown. (laughs) It was awesome. Okay. Thank you. Smash the Bottom Line is sponsored by Smashing Numbers. Discover how to get your accounting in order, escape the cash flow trap, and finally enjoy a profitable business. Find out how at smashingnumbers.com.